2: Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. The Podcast
1: Playground. Hooray!
0: Well, this is Buzz Knight, the host of the Taking a Walk podcast, and we're here in the Mary Cummings Park for this episode here in uh, lovely Burlington, Massachusetts. Now, this podcast started out uh, out of the love of storytelling. And connection. And if you're a regular listener, I want to thank you so much. Please share it, write a review, subscribe to it, all the above. But if you're a first timer, uh, we try to tell stories that highlight the the wisdom, the perseverance, the creativity of cool people, victories, either occurring quickly or after a long haul. And uh, this is a story I absolutely love with someone I'm so. ...proud of and awe of... ...Julie Russell... ...the founder of Fangirl Fantasy... ...now I'm quite surprised that I was able to uh, elbow my way through her assistance to get some time with her. I don't really know how this happened. It must have been bribery, I'm thinking, Julie. It's so nice to uh, see you and to be taking a walk.
3: Of course. No bribery. Of course, when you asked, I said,
0: I'm, tell me where to be, and I will be there. Well, so it's so great to see you. It's been a while. Let's, um, let's tell the audience first uh, a little bit how, how we met. Okay, because yes. I think it's a pretty funny story. When um, you
3: scared me? <laughs> I, well, how did I do that? You remember? Uh, so we met at the radio. I was the promotions coordinator at 985. I just remember this story so specifically. Good. Uh, Go
0: for it. anyway too. to bring well, me down. Well, it's
3: not when we met, but I just remember the <laughs> um, where I sat. You are like the office, like down the hall a little bit, but Kelly Anderson and Mike Thomas were like just in front, like, their offices were diagonal for me, and I think you were talking to Mike, and I didn't know you were there, and you were, like, hidden behind a wall. I almost had a heart attack. I almost (laughs) fell out of my seat.
0: (laughs) I think I yelled. I think I, like... You screamed. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think I was like, holy... Yeah. Uh, But I think what used to happen is what... I think we would, uh, you know, once the day and the week had sort of evolved, I think, essentially, we would... I would stop and see you guys, or you guys would stop and see me, and we would do shtick for uh, each other, <laughs> yeah, right? Pretty yeah,
3: yeah, we, we, we got uh, dragged into the esports.
0: Oh, yes, <laughs> that's, we did. That's how I think, that's how... Uh, yes, we would share our love. daily or weekly saga.
3: Yeah, our love for esports. Yeah, and that's
0: how... Yeah, but it was a lot of, we just, it, it, what was so great is just, you know finding you guys and seeing what you were up to and just hanging out. And, and uh, you know, because I was, you know, in that back office there. No mm-hmm. one to this day. No one day, really knew
3: you were back there. And no one
0: really <laughs> to this
3: day knew what I did. Yeah. No, I will. Everyone's like, well, I just know it's like. Buzz Cadillac, like Mike, it's just kind of like the guys like in charge, and then but they're like I don't know what any, are like I don't know what any of them do.
0: My wife said that back then, and to this day, she <laughs> says the same thing. So, so so we worked together during that period. I left toward the end of two thousand nineteen. Yes, and uh, you know we had stayed in touch, um, and then uh, you left. "Quote unquote," left. They kicked me out
3: that door. No, thank God they did.
0: (laughs) And that was in 2020.
3: Yeah, yeah. So I got furloughed, like right when like the COVID, like in March, and then I got completely laid off in September, October, time of 2020. And so I had a nice little summer break.
0: (laughs) But what's so amazing about this is there's people who are who are listening to this that I'm sure this has happened to. And what I love about your story, and why I'm so glad that we're going to be taking a walk, which we could start in a second, is you never looked back. Like you never, in a had a second of looking back. Mm-mm. How did you uh, muster up that uh, courage and resolve, really? And I'm not, I'm not. I know I'm sound <laughs> like I'm being a wise <laughs> ass, but I really mean that. Um. Let's go walk too.
3: I guess, basically, I mean, I had my company since 2019, um, is when it started, so while I was at the radio station, like, I was on the side, building out everything, and still doing fangirl fantasy, but the sports sub and radio was my full-time job, um, and it was kind of like, I mean, I love the sports sub, I, mean, I think out of all the radio stations I work for, it was like, the mo- there's the most to do... I learned the most, I think. So, like, and, that I, and radio was always my dream. Like, always like, Maddie in the morning listened every single morning. Like, I went to all the events, like winning the concert tickets. Like, oh, that was me. 100% the radio fan. Um so being... this way, down this or, chapter. So being able to, like, work and, like, be in a full-time position and work for so many different stations in Boston was just, like, the dream. And then it kind of got to the point where... I'm not a 9-to-5 girl. (laughs) Like, even at events... Like, I got to work all the events, and, you know, I wasn't always at my desk. But I can't do that. My brain doesn't work that way. I'm a very creative person. I like to be going 110 miles an hour. Um, So when COVID hit, it kind of gave me... It forced me, really, like, when I got laid off to be like, all right, now or never. Like, you kind of... You're in a position that you're getting paid to be home, and you have nothing else to focus on except... Everything that you want to build So, uh, Fangirl Fantasy is an events company and But there's no events, obviously Because COVID hit So I was kind of just building everything else I created a podcast um, And I interviewed Fangirls Who made it into the music and entertainment industry And showing that there's another path Just because you, like me, love the Jonas Brothers And I've met them a hundred times You're the one camping outside, all that Like, there's a career path, you know There's a career path for anyone You can turn your passion into a job and so that's kind of interviewing different women in the industry that have done that and so I was building that out then I was building out a team of interns and assistants to work under me and help me kind of build our social content and then just figure out okay be prepared at every moment that they could lift all these bands and 10,000 people could fit in a venue again so I was just making sure like, I had all the events ready I had the team ready, travel and that was kind of What I focused on the whole entire time While COVID was happening Of 2020 and 2021
0: So yeah, the foundation was being Laid Mm -hmm. You you, you were, you know Sort of getting your brand out there In terms of what you were doing with the podcast Which was audio Mm -hmm. and video Yes And you were really knowing That eventually the world was going to Open up So you were just getting yourself ready During that period Yes and were there any moments that you said, "This can't. This is never going to happen"? Did you just kind of look at something and real and think, oh God, I don't know how we're going to pull this off"?
3: Um. And it was just you never knew. Like it was just to the point we didn't do our first event back until last August. So August twenty twenty one. Right? Is that what it be? What year is it? Twenty twenty one. So it was a year and a half to almost two years of no events. So it was just like the waiting game because it'd be like no mass, mass, you can do this, do that. So it was really like we'd have events announced or like on hold at the venues to be able to go, but it was just then are people even gonna be comfortable to go out, you know? I don't want to also be that person to put some, you know, no one has to go, but it's like, am I that jerk that's not being like, alright, need my company to like start, you know, happening. Um so it's like is it too soon? You know, there's no right or wrong kind of situation. Like it was just Especially a weird time. Especially with the
0: regional aspect of yeah. things, or the city by city, because you've built this into a national brand.
3: Yes. Yeah. So it was just really, yeah. There's times I'm like, I don't know when we're going to be able to do this again. But it was just like I said, making sure that when we were able to do it, I was just completely ready at all times.
0: So how many people are part of your team?
3: So we have JD, who's the DJ for. He travels with me everywhere. Uh, Me and him are the ones that are at all all the events. I have a project coordinator, Liv, who has been with me since our first event in 2019. Um, She helps me with like all social. She helps me at all the Boston events and kind of coordinating everything and helping with the interns that we have. And then we have three interns who have been with me for about a year and a half now. They help with graphics, social, coming up with just different ideas and getting a different perspective on different fandoms that I might not be a part of but are detrimental to the music industry and um, the younger audiences Um, so they're really helpful on that end and then we're building out the team right now with about four to five more DJs and we're going to be building out different themes and um, while me and JD are on the road they'll be going other places and kind of building out so that Van Fantasy can be in more places
0: at once So how many cities have you hit?
3: Oh, goodness, probably... I think we're... like. I mean, I'll, we're, I think we're on our 50th event this year. Five O. Yeah. Wow. So, and I don't know how many... But we've done...
0: I mean, New- I've seen New- the calendar. It's New- yeah, so like a full-time... Like, tour, I, so I, yeah. Like I said, I didn't... I, I, I'm thinking there's no way I'm going to get to Julie. She's <laughs> a big deal here with this uh, fangirl thing. She turned it into a monster. <laughs> trying to. So yeah, I've seen a lot of the and the cities span all all over the place.
3: Yeah, we've I mean we've it's super fun. I love to travel and um, okay. I always have and so being able to like go to different cities, like Aren't work. you
0: glad you're back in the area and to experience the summer mosquitoes and bugs as we're walking here in Burlington.
3: <laughs> That's exactly what I'm so glad to be here for. <laughs> I really missed I miss and you know, when I, I when I woke up this morning I'm like my allergies. Yeah. Because in LA we don't got plant there's no there's no we got palm trees. We got no wilderness like that. Um But I think it's fun we just get to go to these different cities that I've never been to like we're just in like Louisville and St. Louis and it's like unless you're traveling for something like this, I don't know when I would ever go there. And so just like, you know, experiencing the different culture and food and realizing how different every is.
0: So what are you finding out there in terms of the cities? Because I hear stories from people that travel to St. Louis as an example. You brought up St. Louis. And obviously, you know, cities have been hard hit the last couple of years. So what what are you finding in, in the cities first that you're seeing as you go across the country?
3: A lot of these downtown areas when we go, they're just empty. And I think it is I think, when I think of downtown, like, I'm thinking of Boston and Faneuil Hall, and, like, it's busy, nonstop everywhere, you know, tourists, everywhere, but some of these cities, like, yeah, St. Louis, like, except for the Arch, there wasn't much going on, and even the, there was, like, the restaurants and stuff around there, they were just empty, um... And, like, vacant, too. Like, there's nothing... There's not even a restaurant or anything in these buildings. It's so sad to see.
0: And you said, I think, Columbus was on your, your list coming up. Have yeah. You been, have you been to Columbus? This will be
3: our second time going to Columbus. And we're in... Yeah, we're in, like, a more downtown area, too. And with Awesome, we there. We uh, sold it out, and it was, like, 800 people. And it's... I always just wonder, too. It's, like, how far are they traveling from in Columbus? Because... You know, I'm from Belricka, so going to an event in Boston—the mean
0: streets of Bill Yes, yeah, so yeah, the
3: dirty Rick. Um, <laughs> I mean, I haven't lived there since I was 18, so like, I've never experienced like going out to a bar or a club and then going, having to get back to Belricka or anything like that. But I'm like, there's no tea stops, there's no t- like commuter rails in some of these cities, so I'm like, sometimes it's just the commitment these people are doing to come to our events is so crazy.
0: Well, and I noticed in Columbus too, because I was there a few months back that. Yeah, even though the downtown is definitely kind of dead, you see a lot of cranes in these communities. So there is building, obviously. And growth. But
3: apartments, who's moving there? I want to I know all that, even in Brighton right now. They're just building and building and building. I'm like, Who can afford how much you guys are charging for these? And who's moving there?
0: All right, I have another question. I see a lot of people on the roads, but yet all we hear is there's no jobs or... Well, where, where are these people going?
3: I mean, people probably see us. Meg, like, what are
0: these two doing? Well, it's okay, <laughs> taking a walk. Hey, I mean, I, I, so I don't know what's going on out there. It's kind of a, seems to be, a lot of confusion, fair amount of, anger, but, you're unifying people around one common thing, which is the love of music.
3: Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think for me is like. When it, from like when I was 14 to now I was at every concert if my favorite band or even a band that I learned that like opened for my favorite band I was there I just loved music and some of my closest friends are friends that I met waiting outside to go meet the Jonas Brothers or waiting in the 12 hour line to make sure I'm barricade at the House of Blues um so now being able to like bring these people and these fans together because sometimes you know they don't. These p- girls, like, and fans don't, and friends don't see each other unless their favorite band comes to town and they like, go to that concert. And like, I haven't seen you since, but now they get to uh, go to a fangirl fantasy event and be like, "Oh, we're seeing them here and at the concert," and building just like a safe space for them to all come and hang out and not have to really worry about anything.
0: Yeah, it's a community.
3: Yeah, it fan really community. Nothing better than it.
0: Really is, and it's something to look forward to and get excited about. I love. How you describe fangirl as this uh, unapologetic mm-hmm. love around these these bands, these musicians, these artists. Unapologetic. Yeah. Right?
3: I mean, I, I'm i literally in this position because of the Jonas Brothers. I will s- scream it to the roof deck. Like, I was that girl wearing the merch at school, going to the concerts, going to New York to meet them, then going to class the next day anyone can say that like that is Julie Russell's whole brand in high school all of it it's like this is very on brand you know no one can say like I created this company and I'm not even a fan you know this isn't me so for these girls to be able to just like have a place to do that and like it was never cool it was also never cool to be that, that music or fan geek you know if you want to say it because really? why?
0: why wasn't it cool?
3: I don't know like, you, have, you don't have anything better to do than, like, to love the Jonas Brothers or One Direction. I don't, every... Yeah. But now it's like, okay, cool, well, now turn around and look. The band's not even here, and there's 600 people here that love exactly what I love. And so, it's just, yeah, building a community.
0: But what's also amazing is during this, this period, uh, you as an entrepreneur building a brand. So if somebody is listening to this and they're contemplating in their own head how to build something how to build their own you know version of this i don't say the same way but Mm -hmm. whatever their their version is what advice would you give uh, to someone in terms of that process and that mentality
3: I think in regards to, like, building a brand, you just need to, it needs to be what you're passionate about or you're educated on, like I said, is, like, no one can say Julie Russell is not a fangirl, you know, so, like, this is very authentic and real, um, so I think finding something that, you know, that that kind of matches that energy, but I it's not easy, like, people will be, like, looking, like, this past year we've had a great year, and it's, like, on a really high pedestal, everyone's like, oh my god, this and that, but they didn't see the two years before it, or, you know, when it was starting in 2019, and, like, you gotta start from somewhere, like, I was paying, like, my, the DJs, like, out of pocket, with Julie Russell's money, that I made from the sports hub, like, you know, like, and then I finally started making money, and this and that, and I've gotten screwed at venues, I've I've like you know I've gotten screwed through contracts because I don't know what the hell like how to you know what this meant or this meant, and it, so there's a lot of trial and error. Get through it, and, you know. There's going to be a lot of bumps, but if you actually really care about what you're doing and like really see the vision on it, it will happen. But it does not happen overnight. And that's like the one thing that like recently people are like, oh my god, it just blew up. I'm like, it's three years, three years, and it's still not even where I want it to be, you know. And so it's like just that perspective and you know everyone kind of sees one thing and you know they see the the highlight reel on social media no one knows that I'm on calls 24-7 I have people below me that I have to answer to I have this this and that and so yeah I just a lot of ups and downs but it's fun I love it I'm my own boss we get to to go for a walk on a Monday morning
0: (laughs) what can be better right (laughs) but it's a lonely road sometimes
3: Yeah, for sure. No one, I have no one to, like, lean, like, no one gets it.
0: No one gets it like you, right? I mean.
3: Yeah, and Er isn't invested as, like, J.D. is very invested, I will say, like, and he's the person I get to lean on, and I have a great support system of, like, friends in the industry that are like, okay, cool, like, this and that, but there's there's a lot of people who just see the success and now want to jump on or, but yeah, it is lonely because there's days I'm just like sitting in front of my laptop for 10 to 12 hours doing Excel sheets and you know or having to talk to my accountant or talk to this and like do all this little nitty gritty stuff and it's no one else's responsibility to do but me it's not you know like JD's or the interns or it's like okay this is stuff that Julie has to handle. like no one else but myself can handle yeah. and it's miserable
0: yeah <laughs> but that's the that's the grind part about it but the yeah. great part is you walk into a venue and you see a packed house, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't take that for granted, do you?
3: No. But I had a conversation though, the other day. It's like I. It's really hard sometimes to live in the moment because you're thinking about a hundred other things that are going on, or like that could be better, or this or that. And you know, at the venues, I'm like making sure the music. You know, the music's good. We have merch that they're good. The photographer. I'm running in a hundred different directions, and sometimes I'm like, okay, it's like the event's halfway over, and I haven't even. I don't even know what songs have been played, you know, because I I'm just not. So I've I've definitely learned to like be able to like. I'll try to like. Always just like step back, go to the back of the venue or like you know the side of the stage and kind of like soak it in and just like watch. But it can be real, and sometimes I don't. Like it doesn't soak in or like, like oh my god, we did this in this random city, like we sold out. uh, Like when we sold out Columbus, it was 800 people. I don't know anyone in Columbus. It was just all, you know, it was all just people that loved. Where Boston, it's way more special too, because all of our friends get to go, and you know, then there's people that will tag me that I didn't even know we're going. But there's nothing like
0: that you take about the success doing Boston events. No,
3: on. no, so, no. It's it's home.
0: I mean, that's got to really yeah, uh, tickle you just as much.
3: Definitely, and getting to enjoy it with my friends, and getting like you know them because. My friends that have been by my side and, like, watched the journey, they know. Like, the real ones know, like, the time and effort or me not going out or me being like, sorry, have to handle this, can't do that, or been with me when I'm on the phone. So had to kind of, like, then watch it also come to life is really fun. And we recently just partnered with the Red Sox um, and did an event at Fenway.
0: Right. Congrats. I saw that. Thank
3: you. So that one was also, like, you know, our support system of friends that showed up was, like unmatched and so fun. So that's, like, the best part. my dad came to his first event at Fenway. So that was Did really Did he behave cool. himself? Ah, oh, we had to kick him out. He just got too rowdy. Too rowdy. Um, so it was really cool to, like, be able to... Because it's really hard to explain what I do unless you see it. Right. So it was good to, like, be able to, like, have him come and check it out. And it was at Fenway Park, so it didn't really get any better than that.
0: Right. Oh, my God. So has... Um, I assume the word of this has gotten to some of the artists that you celebrate. Yes. And what's their reaction been?
3: I mean, I think it's just easy marketing for all of them, first off, because their music is getting played. And we do a lot of, like, One Direction and Five Seconds of Summer, which Five Seconds of Summer used to open for um, One Direction. It's kind of like their little peak is, you know, how Mm -hmm. they got their, like, you know, starting fan base. Um, But, like, you're not hearing Five Sauce in any other club. Anywhere, anywhere, any bar, maybe one or two radio singles, you know, you'll hear. But so for that, it's just like we play their new music, we play their new singles. And so, like, if a One Direction fan came, but obviously, like, knowing some of the one, like, Five Sauce songs and this and that, like, and then we get to play their new single that, like, there's there's fans in there that are probably hearing it for the first time. Um, And then I also, you know, there's things like we have the doors open at, say, 8 p.m., Um, Music Like, JD doesn't go on until 9. So we have, like, a playlist that I have curated that goes on. And so I'm always playing, like, new music for artists to kind of test out and see, like, where the fans know this song. Like, and I kind of just watch the crowd. And then I'm super fortunate that I'm in this industry, the entertainment industry. And so when I'm pitching things, I'll, like, also, okay, there's 700 people in the crowd. And I just played this new band, like, a baby band that I really like. And so then I record the crowd and be like, hey, I just played your song. in front," and like, So I'm using it for, you know, other marketing strategies on my own and um, partnership opportunities. And so that's kind of, everyone knows, but it's also like, i got to be careful too, like using Taylor Swift's name. <laughs> you know, yeah. so I, everything I, um, business purposes is handled the correct way. But yeah, it's a dream is to have one of the artists come to the event. So we'll see.
0: I have no doubt that's going to happen. It's just when. When and who, right? Yeah, I mean, and then you get one and then the rest gonna, follow. That's right, I believe. So that's part of the whole patience. So besides that, where do you want to take this in the future? What are your dreams to go further on it?
3: Uh, definitely first is like having the artist come, but um, fangirl fantasy in general, and I think just in my background in music and entertainment, I would love to be like bring Fangirl as like a marketing resources for teams where these artists come to Fangirl Fantasy for fan engagement help and you know album rollout help or just kind of whatever they need because we are in that niche of kind of what's going on and you know we are the fans, we're the one consuming. Where sometimes, you know, the teams don't know a best, you know, so bring on. So I would love for that working on some things in that direction, but every time I say, like, a goal, and then something else happens, I'm like, I didn't even think that was a goal, but I just checked that off a bucket. You know, like, I never thought Fenway Park, and then, like, I did it, and I'm like, well, I guess that was, like, a bucket list item, you know? So, yeah, there's a bunch of small little things that, like, personally I want to accomplish, but yeah, we'll see.
0: But you're doing other stuff, too, besides Fangirl, right? You're doing some day-to-day managing things of uh, uh, influencers and stuff correct
3: yeah so my my other full-time job is I'm a day-to-day for some influencers and content creators in Los Angeles handle their whole scheduling calendar I'm like the liaison between them and their agents and attorneys and kind of their whole team and just kind of package it all together so yeah
0: I always also do that but that's where do you find those extra you know There's always time. 29 hours.
3: There's always time for something. I'm super fortunate that the influencers and creators that I work for are super supportive. And I'm really lucky because there's not a lot of people like that in L.A. or in that space because they want you for themselves. And so I'm super fortunate that the three that I work for, like, you're helping us, like, chase our dream. Like, we want you to be able to continue to do that. And, like, like none of that would be possible because they could be, like no you're not going to go travel on the weekends like we need you here so finding that the people that kind of support you is like really important um but I think just being my own boss at fangirl and then the different position I'm in like with being a day-to-day like I don't work out in an office I work for like you know I've been on calls for them all morning and I have calls leader for them and so the remote kind of helps you know and like I can do my excel sheets while on a call for someone you know for them and um, I make their schedule, so I make my and I make my schedule, so it kind of just works out in that way. There's always time.
0: There's always time, <laughs> Julie. I'm so in awe and so happy for your success, and I see it growing even further by by the day, by the week. Uh, just keep keep pushing.
3: Thank you so much. And
0: congratulations on it. And I'm so grateful we got to uh, reconnect and.
3: Take a walk. Me too. Thank you for having me on. I was so excited when I got your text.
0: And tell your assistant thank you for <laughs> letting me get through.
3: To
0: you. Yeah, it, I will. It, it took a while. Tell
3: her <laughs> it did not. I think if we look at the timestamp. I answered you in like three minutes.
0: All right, it was quick.
3: <laughs> I, I am attached to my phone. <laughs> but
0: I have to. But I have to give you a hard time. <laughs> so, thanks, Julie. Of course. Taking a walk with Buzz Night is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts